It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs podcast. It's Mark here with Ryan and Ryan, mate. I need a cuddle. I've just I've had an absolute Barry Crocker. I've done, I've had the New South Wales State of Origin of Fantasy Weeks this week. <laughs> mate, is this a little bit of uh, karmic justice after you just trolled yeah. the hell out of all the New South Wales fans on Tuesday, and now you've copped? Not only have you copped one of the worst fantasy weeks, you've also seen your team absolutely mm. flogged by the Tigers. It's just well, a double whammy. Yeah, I mean, that would be all right, except I I feel like I haven't done anything to the people of New Zealand yet. Brandon Smith and James Fisher Harris and Isaiah Papali'i decided to all give me the royal FU this week. So uh, <laughs> no, nonetheless, I, uh, I, I've obviously I've moved down the ranks. I'm still in the top 500 comfortably at 308. So, I mean, it's not not panic stations and, you know, I've, I've prepared, but, you know, I've done a little bit of a, you know, I've obviously, I've done a, a New South Wales state of origin thematically and I've I've overthought and I've, I've picked a bunch of guys and, you know, planning for success, but, you know, forgetting about the failure side of it. So obviously we've, we've had a couple of uh, bad scores this week and we'll, we'll rip through it. Um, and obviously there's some state of origin stuff starting to get leaked as well, which, you know, we'll probably rip through the scores and then we'll have a little bit of a chat at that at the end. So we start off with the uh, the Broncos and the Panthers that played on Thursday night. Nathan Cleary, 106 points with a try. Could have had more, frankly. Um, the Panthers had a lot of disallowed tries. Um, and Nathan Cleary was just an absolute weapon. He was the number one captaincy option this week, obviously. Um, although Hines did fairly well, not as good as, as Big Nate. Yeah, well, kicking it off, um, it was a, a great game for all the base stats, and like you can see that in a couple other guys in this game. And yeah, Cleary just another level. Just yeah, well, was, I was uh, you know tossing up Cleary or Hines for the captaincy this week, and I just thought you know oh, Hines against Newcastle is probably a safer bet than uh, yep. Cleary against one of the better teams in the comp. And yeah, well, just when you think you have the answers, the uh, you know fantasy changes the questions. Yeah, exactly right. And I mean, when you when you're complaining about your captain getting eighty two, you're probably mm you know, running through an exercise of, of uh, being silly. But, you know, obviously massive score for Cleary. He goes into State of Origin now. He has a favourable buy schedule through the period in terms of only missing 13, 16, 19. He doesn't miss any extra weeks. So he's probably the hold. If you were going to move one of the two guys on, he's probably the, the holdout of the two of them. Uh, but speaking of holds, Pat Carrigan. Yeah, massive. Now, Ryan, mm. I, I just want to bring this up, mate. Since I said to everybody that they need to hold Pat Carrigan, 64, 56, 52, 55, 96. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we, we get our fair share wrong, but uh, yeah, I think this one is a home run. Yeah, mate. Well, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm, I wish I had better, I wish I'd actually pre-calculated this. Uh, but yeah, averaging sixty four point six since I told everybody to hold him when they were panic selling. That was the <laughs> the moral of the story. Uh, obviously, he goes into state of origin camp, and like uh, Nathan Cleary, he has a favourable schedule through this period. He can be held or sold, depending on how you want to treat it. But he's going to have a a really low break even. He already had a low break even. His price is going to shoot up into the seven seventy range. Um, and he's going to be a really interesting hold or sell decision for his managers. Uh, Payne Haas, 
down in the minutes a little bit in a 57 at almost a point a minute. He did, you know, fine, but, you know, certainly not the captain you wanted in this game if you, if you captain somebody. Um, mm-hmm. Probably the big story for me in this one is Zach Hosking is one of those, like, frustrating guys that, like, I'm right in the fact that he's not an 80-minute player anymore. And that's why I sold him. And it's just annoying that his PPM so good for an edge guy that, you know, he outstripped Papaliti this week. Uh, but, you know, you yeah. think getting the getting the role right and just, you know, this is a case of, you know, good process, bad result, I think. Yeah, well, absolutely. And this game really suited Zach Hosking because he is, for the most part, a base stat guy. Like we've seen his uh, scoring be down a little bit in 80-minute games where um, it was a little bit more open and free-flowing and he, you know, didn't get any big attacking mm. stats because he is really a guy that benefits from from the base. And obviously this week he picked up a little bit of attack as well. But, um, yeah, 37 tackles and 80 metres, you know, that, that always helps. And um, turnover tackle on top of that as well. So, yeah, no, good game from Hosking. Um, but I, I think you're right. I think this is right process. And as long as, you know, Liam Martin is on the bench and Scott's, and Jamin Salmon on the bench and Scott Sorensen in good form, um, he's probably not a keeper, but probably not an urgent sell either. No, exactly right. And I mean, down the complete other end of the spectrum, the uh, Martin obviously is going to go into Origin camp along with Isaiah Yo, and there's going to be minutes for one James Fisher Harris, mm. who's six, 16 points in 37 minutes, <laughs> minus eight in demerits. Uh, I've never seen a player get used for a decoy more in my life. And he obviously got, got hammered and they went after him. And, and I think the Panthers just went, right, we're going to take him off and, and save him a little bit because we are going to need him through the origin period. So, you know, for those that didn't jump on with me, I think there's about four of us that jumped on. For everyone that didn't get on, uh, he's going to be in the 680, oh, sorry, 580 bracket um, in round 14 and be a really interesting mid-cover option. Uh, also, Flegler, 40 is fine, but sort of, you know, maybe on the lower end of what you were hoping for, Reese Walsh with a 33 against the Panthers, but that's not surprising. Any uh, any other notes? Ezra Mam, has, hasn't he had a fall from grace? Oh, yeah. Remember when uh, you – I can't remember who it was, but you were, like, rallying on about, like, why – I can't remember who it was, but there was it was someone like a couple of months ago where like he Ezra Man was like being more bought than like some obvious cash cow, and yeah, just made no sense at the time. And he's, I mean, he is what he is. You know, he's an attacking player. If he if if the Broncos aren't on top, he's not going to score well. So yeah, yeah, no, exactly right. And I mean, you just look at his cash moves. He started at five hundred k, made himself all the way up to five hundred twenty eight. Uh, before, you know, obviously he's gone through the floor now. And he's actually going to be a really interesting sort of one, you know, at some point maybe he's going to get cheap enough that he'll be a a buy if he comes into something with a three in front of it uh, as a, you know, sort of 19th man. But, you know, we'll, we'll you know, watch that one. Uh, moving on to the next game here, the Dragons dominate the Roosters by two points. Um <laughs> No, dominates definitely not the word. Uh, last second, last second win there with a p- possibly offside Jaden Sewer, but you know no questions asked. Uh, the Dragons get up uh, over the Roosters, and I mean the shining light here for everybody that held him or doesn't have him was James Tedesco. Uh, obviously, all the sellers just absolutely in the bin, along with myself. Um, he's going to go into state of origin camp now and absolutely stamped his authority on the stats sheet in a losing team. 
Mm, yeah, he, he was massive. The uh, yeah, the decline of uh, James Tedesco greatly over exaggerated. Apparently, <laughs> um, <laughs> go from one extreme to the other week to week. And yeah, he was one uh, I, I didn't have much faith in, but I, I did hold him just because he was playing the Dragons and the wing fullback I sort of had my eye on as a replacement was Chance. It was on a buy, so like my thinking was well. You know, if he goes crap here, I can just offload him to Chance in a week. And, well, now mm-hmm. I'm in the position where I've got to hold him um, coming up against the Bulldogs in round 14 on a Sunday. So it seems fairly, likely, yeah, feel, seems fairly likely he'll back up there, um, especially with the Roosters struggling so much as well. They, they kind of need him at the moment. So, yeah, look, great things. That um, that try that we thought was going to be the match winner was incredible. Like we just pinched the ball and fell over and, yeah, just yep. unlucky. He was dragging them in the second half. He was uh, pretty ordinary in the first half, but, yeah, dragged them back into the game in the second half. Yep, 100%. And on the complete other end of the spectrum here, Tyrell Sloan, poor. Brandon Smith, poor. And injured Billy Smith, poor. Angus Crichton, 30 minutes. Matt Lodge, 24 minutes. Um, just, you know, there's a whole lot of bad here. There's Jake Turpin, who's cheap and you know brandon smith now is out for maybe up to eight weeks which is a really interesting development and he's going to be somebody that we'll need to have a look on the uh round 14 tuesday show um but we'll just pretend he doesn't exist until then i think um jacob jacob little not as many minutes as what we would have liked um well, I, th- I think Little's okay. Uh, um, obviously, I don't think we want to go into him this week, but he was on pace for 60 minutes because he had a HIA like just before halftime. Um, so uh, Sullivan came on for five minutes just before halftime. So Little would have gotten 60, which is kind of what we want. But, yeah, probably don't want to go diving into him for round 13, but I think one to keep an eye on at, at the very least. Yeah, well, I mean, he's not no worse than Reese Robson though, at the moment anyway, but we'll, yeah, we'll get there. Um, Zach Lomax bounced back to form 43 without a try. He's an interesting center option for those looking for a center. Um, Victor Radley still has no brain cells. Jack DeBellin still scoring well, as is Jaden Sewer. And, uh, yeah, that's probably it. Uh, moving along to probably the second most surprising. No, let's call this the most surprising result of the round. The Eels beat the Rabbitohs by 20 points. I'm not actually clear exactly what happened here. Uh, Madison off with a calf injury and uh, Andrew Davey off in the first five minutes, yet somehow the Eels rip off a 36-16 to 16 win over the top of the table Rabbitohs who were just absolutely on fire. Um, I don't know exactly what happened there. Maybe the Rabbitohs have been reading too much of their own headlines and, and took the two points for granted. I think I think I saw that as a headline somewhere. Uh, Mitch Moses top scores here, 79 without a try. Massive Dylan Brown, 78 with a try. Hopgood. 69, nice. And, um, I mean, the question is, is Joe O coming? And then, you know, Madison, how long's he out for? Davey, question marks. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't really know what to make of this game. It was, it's pretty pretty average stuff all around. Ryan, what dissect this game for me. Well, mate, I mean, the, I just had Davey deja vu. Like, at the moment he got KO'd in the first five minutes, I was, like, thinking back to when we bought him when he was playing for Manly and he did his ACL in the first, like, five minutes yeah, in 2021. Yeah. And he had, like, 12 points in five minutes because he got those, like, two tackle busts yeah. in the run where he did his ACL. <laughs> and just for future, mate, can we call it Davey Javu? Deja Oh, Davey Javu. I like it. Yes. No, um, just brutal. One of those, yeah, just this is twice now he's gotten people um, and just incredibly bad luck. And, you know, obviously with the buy in round 14, he's not going to play next week. He's a borderline sell now, given that he won't play again until round 15. So it's, mm. 
yeah, just brutal areas. And um, other than that, yeah, like you said, it was a bit of a nothing game for the most part. Hopgood, um, for those of us who don't know Hopgood, it was probably a good thing, these injuries, because it ended up uh, having Hopgood shifted out to the edge, which sort of slowed his scoring down. Um, when Madison yeah. went off. So he was on pace for a massive score. Like, I mean, 69 is a massive score, but even bigger than that. Um, and Damian Cook just sort of continues the average hookers 52. <laughs> none, none, of them are, none of them are great this year, are they? Yeah, hookers like the tight end and a position in the NFL this year. I don't know what's going on. There's no good ones. Yeah. Tight, like, uh, if hooker, you're like barely Hooker's the passable. new center. Yeah. Hooker's the new center, yeah. Is Cody Nicarima got a hooker jewel? He might be the number one hooker. He's not, but he should. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, outside of that, Tavita Totola, 55 minutes is promising. Jacob Host, uh, you know, 20 and 50, 52 minutes. Um, he's going to be one that, you know, I think some teams are going to be trying to play next week, which is probably not a great thing. But, you know, he's, he's a warm body, so... Yeah, up the Eels, uh, who somehow are in 13th position with the most points for in the comp. <laughs> Weird. That's, that's a special kind of shit. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Nico Hines top scores the next game with the Sharkies up against the Knights. Uh, the Knights apparently have several State of Origin representatives with Tyson Frizzell and Daniel Saifidi allegedly being named on the bench. Um, just absolutely ruining our by planning. Uh, Nico Hines also apparently taking the 14 jersey. So this game's going to feature three of the four New South Wales bench players. Uh, you know, that's probably the worst case scenario for Nico because he's going to miss 16 and 19 if he stays in that number 14 jersey um, plus the 17. And if he is named in the State of Origin team, he's probably a sell in round 16. Um, but we'll deal with that when we get there. But for now, 82 without a try is fantastic. Keep playing him. Keep captaining him if you want or if you want to captain Cleary. We don't know on a week-to-week basis who the best option is, so you just go with your gut there. Uh, Nicara, another pretty good score. Bradman Best, fairly good score. Tyson Frizzell, kind of disappointing, I guess. Yeah, um, second best score for the Newcastle, though, so I guess not that bad. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Saifidi, I don't know exactly what he's done to earn an origin call-up, but although that's, you know, it's not uh, uncommon. Dane Gagai, uh, I would say was poor in this game, and not just from a fantasy perspective, although he was poor from a fantasy perspective, but footy-wise, terrible, and, and Valentine Holmes also terrible, which leaves me with a bit of stress for State of Origin, particularly if Gagai is going to be matching up on Luttrell, uh, assuming he's picked at centre. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen there. But, um, yeah, I guess other than that, Lockie Miller is probably a – is he a sell in round 15? Yeah, I mean, he's 14? a borderline – I mean, he could be a borderline sell next week if you want to ditch him to a chance and, like, avoid the price drop. Because, um, like, yeah. even just – like, I know he's been poor fantasy-wise, but even just footy-wise on the weekend, he looked – awful um mm. looks like a player down on confidence like he wasn't attacking any uh, you know defensive bombs at all like he was letting them bounce quite often um yeah just form wise he's, he's a little bit down at the minute do we think that uh pong is just cramping him up a little bit mm. it could be it could be i mean I, I know we uh we had someone in the on the tuesday pod sort of mentioned that he averages less than uh when pong is in the side but i i, I I kind of think it's a little bit of form to do with this as well. Because, um, like, he still had 180 run meters, but he was making a stack of errors. He made, what, 
four errors in this game. Like, mm-hmm. that's not Ponga. Like, Ponga's not cramping him to make four errors. You know, that's on him. Yeah, yeah. and somehow he's got two missed tackles at fullback as well, but I suppose when you're diving at players. Um, although not that I can be critical because uh, the next game here is the West Tigers 66 defeat the <laughs> Cowboys 18. And uh, honestly, I don't really know how to start unpacking this game. West Tigers get eight in a row top uh, fantasy scorers for this game. Number one Cowboys scorer is actually Scott Drinkwater with a trial of 57, which I guess is good. Uh, but, I mean, Ryan, mm. I don't – what the f- – like <laughs> – I'm trying really hard here to just, like, contain my... Okay, so, all right, let's start with the obvious issue. The Cowboys' right defensive edge, average age is about 97 years old between Chad Townsend, Peter, Chad Townsend, Peter Hooker, and Kyle Felt. Like, there needs to be... They need to break that combination up. They're just, you know, they've obviously... like They were playing on adrenaline last year and they've lost a step... And they're just getting absolutely bathed. But then over the other side, you got Stafford Toa running laps around Valentine Holmes, which is just so bizarre to me. Mm. And, like, you know, I just don't understand exactly what happened there. Like, you know, what happens when we've got Latrell Mitchell and Tom Trebojevic in the centres for New South Wales running at the, you know, the Milton Street Station turnstiles of... Uh, Dan Gagai and Valentine like it's really stressful to me. I don't really understand. Like, do they just do they not care? Do they like wh- like where wh- what is the problem here at the Cowboys? I mean, you know, I could you know write an essay on the problems at the Cowboys, but what what do you think is the the main issue here? And and I mean, do we want to get into it or do we just want to unpack the fantasy nah. stats? Well, mate, I don't know. Like, it seems to be a real effort thing. Um, then just, I don't know. They're just not trying this year. Like, they're they're just. There's a lot of that uh, little, those little things, and it, like this was really evident in that Sharks game a few weeks ago, where like they just, mm. like just those tiny little things where you're putting extra pressure on uh, on kickers. You're, you know, yep. the line speed. You're, you know, backing up in support. It's it's just not there at the minute, and there's something really wrong compared to last year. Like I don't know how a team can go, like can change so drastically in the space of a year to go from, um, you know, a forward pass or alleged forward pass in in the prelim away from a grand final to this to, you know, yeah. dead set spoon contenders. I, I think that Tom Gilbert, the loss of Tom Gilbert was massively uh, underestimated. And then also the fact that there's not Hamaso there putting pressure on every single player in that one through seven as well, because mm. it would have been so easy for Hamaso to move into any one of those spots and push someone out. Like drink water goes up into the halves, even like, you know, there's so many options there and they've just got nothing now, particularly even more so with Tom Chester gone. Like the next most dangerous player on the list there is is Brennan Elliott for for taking somebody's job and it's just, it's not there. And I just, they obviously, you know, spent all off season reading their own headlines instead of, you know, working on the things that made them good in 2022 and it's really frustrating. But for fantasy, the most relevant thing, I guess, um, you know, obviously Luke Brooks, mid-70 score without a try is fantastic. He's not going to play this Cowboys team every week, though. John Bateman looks to be back to his best. He's offloading, tackle busting. He got a try, but 
I mean, that was probably that try was probably only worth the eight plus about 20, 30 run meters. So, you know, I mean, mm. that's still a, a mid 50 score even without that. But Jareen Buller, he's awesome as well. 64, uh, two try assists and a try himself, 254 running meters. He looks like he's been playing first grade for five years, just an absolute weapon. Um, and he's going to be a really nice 18th man moving forward, I think. Uh, also, Apicorosau Apicor- Apicor- not being picked for State of Origin, apparently. He's a really interesting option for those looking for a hooker. Yeah, absolutely. He's one uh, to definitely look at round 14 and onwards, given the price point. But, yeah, I mean, Jareem Bullard, at the state of the uh, wing fullback position, he's almost shaping as a keeper. Like, given what we've seen from him since he's come into first grade, he's averaging just under 45. Like, compared to mm. some of the, these other guys, like... <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like you said, he's a great 18th man. Like, if you've got, like, a James Tedesco who's been a, a bit the same, like, and you want to loop him with Buller. But, yeah, he seems like someone that I can potentially hang on to for the rest of the season. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, obviously, Drinkwater, great. He's a, He seems to be a keeper wing fullback. He's doing all uh, all the right things for us is, uh, you know, uh, he's he's busy. He's got his hands on the ball. He is the Cowboys' number one half, and also playing fullback. He's doing the Nico Hines, you know, thing, but not as good. But yeah. uh, you know, at the price, he's awesome. He's obviously a buy for anyone looking for a wing fullback. Ruben Cotter. I don't know if he's gonna earn a place in the Queensland team. You know, even with a try and second best fantasy score, he's just kind of been fairly underwhelming. Um, David Clem is really interesting. I, I think he played 50 minutes straight and then played two more minutes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he came on at the very end of the game. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Obviously, Joe O is going to maybe go off to the Eels. Isaiah Papali'i, 71 minutes, uh, 34 points. He's one of those guys that plays well in, in base stat games as well, where obviously there wasn't a lot of base stats. So it was just the Cowboys standing behind the goalposts while uh, he kicked the goals. <laughs> Wakeham kicked eight goals. Um, Yeah, no, it's just dreadful. Helam Lukey, poor score. Granville, poor score. (sighs) Yeah, (laughs) moving along. Uh, The Dolphins almost got there against the Storm, but not quite. Elias Katoa top scores in this one with a 63. Fairly down on uh, scoring compared to the rest of the week. Uh, He goes with an AC joint injury. Be interesting to see what happens there. Obviously, his most likely repl- replacement could be Tarek Sims or someone like that, or maybe Nass out to the edge. Who knows? But obviously, keep an eye on that. They don't play next week, so that's a, a question for round 14. Cody Nicarima, great score, 60. His price is moving. Remember a couple of weeks ago when we were trying to you know, work out if we dud- it was a dud recommendation or not? <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he shut us up. Yeah, he's going to be up to 175k and and climbing price rises. Harry Grant with a 44 in 80 minutes is pretty disappointing. Liero, he's doing fine. He's probably you know maxed out now. Uh, Hammer got a his first good score without a try. Goodish score, I guess maybe. Um, Nass was down in points as was Cameron Munster with a 30 with a try, which is just disgusting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what to take away from this game. Lemuelu is fine without being particularly good. Yeah, I think uh, Naz has got to go on the watch list now. Like, uh, hopefully that week off now can get that rib injury sorted because he's been getting a you know bloody a million needles, uh, more needles than a pin cushion yeah. uh, the past couple of weeks. So yeah, hopefully uh, the week off can help and he could be a potential pickup in round fifteen, something like that. Uh, him and James Fisher Harris are both going to be interesting price points. 
Yep. Uh, also, uh, Isaiah Katoa gets an early sub. Was he injured or just? No, just taken off. Yeah. No, I suppose they needed to try and work out a way to get Milford on. It's not like they were winning with the current combination. So, yeah, that's probably it for this game. Um, the Titans get to the Sunday game. Obviously, we don't have the updates yet, but Tino top scores in this one with 88 points. Uh, Trialist 88, which is just massive, 44 tackles, 140 metres. Four offloads, five tackle busts, and uh, potential suspension for Origin 1, which is really interesting. Um, I guess, you know, watch this space. Dave Fafita, 78 with a try. Um, you know, he looks likely to take a spot in the Queensland team unless Billy Slater's got rocks in his head, which I don't think he does. Um, but Tavita Pangai, bounce back, 65 and 58 minutes, Ryan. Talk, to, talk to me about yes, it. Yes, we're back. Tavita, finally. We finally got the up on the roller coaster. Um, yeah, it's good to see. Get the price moving back in the right direction. Over 200 metres here. He did benefit a little bit from... Um, I think there was a, a HIA, I think it was Reed Marnie. Marnie, yeah, where he came back on at the end of the first half. And um, I think Sam Hughes, who started the game at lock, only played 14 minutes because he got injured as well. So maybe, you know, he potentially benefited a little bit there. But I'm not complaining. I'm going to take it. I've, I've, I've copped enough crap scores from Pangai since I bought him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride the highs here. Yeah, I was boxing to playing him with the injuries to Bird and Manu this week in my uh, head-to-head team. So, you know, not complaining there, although I did go down in the hurt locker. Uh, but outside of that, uh, Burton, another good score. Preston, a good score for everybody that sold him. Yay. Uh, <laughs> Mo, Mo Fodawaka, a good score here. He's sort of leveled out, and he's going to be a really, really, really interesting option. Round 14 for those looking for a middle. Uh, Ockenbohr is still like, what is going on here? He's just sort of, you know, he's he's putting up some good scores here now. Like he's played 40 or 30-plus minutes in the last four games, 40-plus in, in three of the last four, and, and two sort of, you know, tries fit for a 50 average. It's just a case of, like, you know, he's getting lucky with the tries and, and, and sort of don't go there. Or do you think he's warming into his role as a impact edge-back rower? Uh, well, I mean, he's certainly gotten a little bit lucky with these tries. He, he seems like the type, though, that I, I don't know. I, I think if I was going to buy him, it would have been this week. Um I don't know if I can touch him now because he's gonna his price is gonna go up so much where he's gonna be you know, about what three sixty ish, and you'd assume playing because he's been playing quite a bit on an edge as well, a little bit in the middle, a little bit in the edge, with uh, Widell going off. Um, you would assume in that case he's probably gonna be about a mid thirties average, which is probably not enough to be a buy. Yeah. No. Exactly. Um, yeah, he's he's probably a just, uh, you know, like just watch that one go through. T- uh, Tanner Boyd down score, but, you know, they, they were pretty poor, so you know, can't say I'm surprised. Oluwapu keeps his price in a reasonable range for those looking at to go to, from Katoa to Oluwapu in 14, um, although he did, you know, outscore him by, you know, 10 points or something like that. Um, that's probably it for this game. Obviously, if you still got Camperera, move him on. Oh, Harrison Edwards went well for those who jumped on him. 39 points, get that price moving. But was that to do with the fact that the old mate got injured, though? Or? Oh, he's, I mean, he certainly probably got some extra minutes because of that. I, I, I still think it's likely, though, that he's going to be in that 50 to 60-minute lock roll if all all moving forward. But I don't know if I can touch him now. Like, his PPM is just awful. Um, he had an up game last week, but I, I think those who got on this week will be happy. Like, he only needs, to, like, two 40-point scores, like this one and another, to make about 100K. So, yeah, I don't think he's a buy anymore, but um, those yeah. who got on will be happy for sure. Yep. And then the last game in the round, 
Manly just absolutely dispatch of the Raiders. You have to think this is going to be the end of the Seb Chris experiment. We're going to see Xavier Savage as a good excuse to bring him back in next week. He's going to be an interesting one for those, if assuming that that, that does actually happen. Um, but Ryan, Tom Trevojevic with 95 fantasy points, three tries, try saver, try assist, two line breaks, two line break assists, nine tackle busts, 250 metres. And he just absolutely stamps his name on that right centre jersey for New South Wales. Yeah, I accidentally bought the wrong Trevojevic this week, apparently. I got the uh, the nine part, didn't get the, the five on the end of it. But um, yeah, 95, is he back? Is Tommy back? Is he one to stick on your watch list for round 15? Um, obviously, he's got in- yeah. he's got origin if he is picked. So he's going well, to be he's, he's going to be 13 origin, 14 by 15 to play, 16 miss, 17 he'll be backing up from origin. So, you know, you certainly couldn't jump on before round 17. Like there's two mm. two games in one week, like two non-fantasy games and one regular fantasy game between now and then. There's too many bad things that can happen, I think. So yep. right, watch, watch for now. Uh, Ruben Gavick's a really interesting one for mine. And yeah, like, you'll, have a, you'll have a straight swap of uh, Miller to Garrick if you want it. Hmm. I wonder if uh, Garrick plays fullback next week or if we get your man KO Weeks. I'm hoping that we get KO Weeks because I really need him to play. Otherwise, it's a big waste. <laughs> He's been sitting <laughs> in my team for ages. Um, obviously, Burbo's out injured. Carl Lawton also got injured, although I didn't see that because I was busy making a pie. Uh, yeah, I've got a steak, steak, bacon, mushroom homemade pie for dinner tonight, which I'm pretty oh, excited about. It's that's in the, lovely. In, in the oven at the moment. Mate, you've got so many uh, pies I do from Daz over in Auckland. You need to make a trip oh, for those pies. Yeah, I've got to <laughs> mail them over, man. I'm saving them up. No, I'm going to go over there for my honeymoon over Christmas time. So, I'll oh, nice. Up then. Get some pies, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, other than that, I guess, I guess, uh, you know, fantasy wise, there wasn't a lot happening in this game. Hudson Young got binned. Uh, he apparently he's going to miss Origin, which is good for people looking for him. Joe Tarpany, fifty nine minutes, massive score, only forty because his PPM sucked. Yeah, what, what's going on there? Ricky finally actually gave him some minutes, but he just he just sucked this week, PPM-wise. Even had an offload? To, I think he forgot to sub him off. Yeah, that's uh, really strange. I mean, it, do you trust it? Like, is he a buy next week? Like, what? what's the go? I think the trigger for Ricky is Tarpany doing too good. And because he was so poor this week, Ricky didn't realize mm. he was out there. He's uh, like, oh, right. no, hang on. We've got too much momentum. Got to get him <laughs> Got to get him off. <laughs> you know, we're, we're doing too good. Uh, no, but Horsburgh only 62 minutes. So it seems like maybe instead of the 70 minutes, he like the eight minutes from Horsburgh got redistributed to Tarpany is what happened by the looks. Well, both of them played the first half and then came off after 50 minutes. So like they both basically had the exact same rotation for the most part. And then just yeah. Horsburgh came on uh, about like Early three on. minutes before Tarpany did at the end of the game. Um, yeah. yeah, it was really, really strange rotation. It, it might have been because like, the game was practically over by the time they came back on anyway. But um, they didn't bother. Yeah, yeah, weird. Yeah, no, interesting stuff. Obviously, you know, uh, both of these teams are going to play next week, so they're, uh, you know, the manly team is just so like whatever the opposite of fantasy relevant is. <laughs> so, Especially with uh, the cheapy bloody Trojevic oh. uh, hamstring gene. Yeah, mate, don't even get me started. So, obviously, he's got 
round 13, he's more than likely not going to be available next week by in round 14. So he's going to be interesting in 15. Anyone that looked at him as a cash cow is probably unlikely now. He's going to be more like buy cover, trade out, Tommy Talao level areas probably by the looks. Yep, yep. I wasn't going to buy him this week, but I, I just I decided to get in on uh, Benny this week and with uh, mm. Jack Bird out. So that, um, that didn't work out too well. But um. Yeah, well, I was choosing between Ben and Billy Smith. Um, so price to points wise, I'm kind of glad that I went to Ben. <laughs> I'm kind of yeah. glad I went the Ben route because it means now I've got over 300 grand in the bank that I can spend to get rid of Brandon Smith. Ooh, so, nice. you know, I'm probably going to do, I'm looking, I'm looking at Maddo to Hopgood, mm. um, assuming that Maddo is not named this week. And then that should be about dollar neutral. And then Brandon Smith to Torhu Harris for a hundred grand. Nice. Solid moves. Uh, yeah, and then uh, obviously I'll I'll move Katoa on to Oluapu in round fourteen, which will free up about one hundred and fifty k, which brings me back to that three fifty, and I'll probably go like Jacob Host to some sort of gun hooker. I'm I'm guessing like a Marshall King or you know something like that. Although he you know was poor, dropped some cash. The hooker position is just not great, is it? Yeah, I'm. I'm sort of just hoping uh, we get Jag Turpin in round fourteen. Like, I can just go chase the Turpin rather than like spending up for an underperforming guy like you know Reese Robson or like, or the other two Cook and Grant are both going to be playing Origin. So it's like, mm. yeah, well, what's what's the point of spending up? Um, yeah, hopefully we get Jag Turpin. That would be an easy easy pivot there. But um, yeah, yeah, well, not many great options. Yeah, no, there's a lot of interesting options for overall and head-to-head coaches moving forward. There's some guys presenting value and some other guys just not doing anything. You know, the question becomes like, do you just like have Robson and then in round 15, do you look for a, you know, a stopgap? Like, you know, do you get a Jacob Little or something like that and just like spend as little money as possible? Or do you try to actually, you know, go for a Jake Turpin or... Yeah, who even knows? It's just so hard at the moment. It's just like honestly, the entire thing. Like Reed Marnie, I jumped on Reed Marnie in the head-to-head team this week and twenty-two points. Uh, it's just absolutely disgusting. In a win as well, like just you know, he's gone back to his missed tackles again. But you know, like only thirty tackles. He's he's you know, tackle counts fifty-one, forty-four, thirty-nine, forty-five, forty-eight, fifty, forty-seven, thirty-seven, forty-eight, forty-two, forty-five, and then thirty. <laughs> Yeah, in a game where they where they just defended all first half too. Yeah, bizarre, very odd. So yeah, me, maybe Apicorosau is the pick of the non. You know, like he's the best cover for Robson if he's not going to play um, State of Origin. Yeah, it definitely could be, especially if he keeps uh, playing eighty minutes. It'd be awesome because, um, like, I'm in a position now. Like, I've, I've just I've been shuffling hookers um, left, right, and center. Like, I started with cheese, went to Braley, uh, back to cheese, and now I'm obviously going to have to get off cheese again. I'm kind of hoping I can just go cheese to Turpin and just ride with Turpin until Origin finishes and get mm-hmm. Harry Grant in. At that point, with um, likely a seven in front of his price would be very nice. So, he's, so I think Grant's going to be about seven ninety after this week, something like that. Um, oh, or you could get Damien Cook with a six in front of his price. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's another good option. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, guess, I guess the only problem with Damien Cook is he's still got three buys to come. Yeah, well, that's the problem. And I mean, but it's, what is it, 16, 20, and 24 or something like that. So he's actually going to miss two head to head games despite 
mm. you know, playing set of origin. So he's going to miss 16, 19, 20, and 24 between now and then, and 13, obviously, between now and the end of the year. So the Rabideau set of origin players are the absolute worst fantasy assets to have at the moment, although the Eels would be close because they're going to miss 13, 14, 16, 19. And, 27. and then 20. There's there's another one there, isn't there? Yeah, around 20 and 27, something like 20 that. 20 and 27, yeah. So 13, 16, 19, 20. Or 13, 14, 16, 19, 20, and 27. Yeah, brutal. So, yeah, non, yeah, the Eels' origin assets are the worst. But I saw a, a Zero Tackle article, and we'll wrap up in a second today. I was laughing about it. They're like, oh, you know, Ryan Madison's been robbed from a state of origin debut. Uh, with a calf injury, and it's like, okay, I, there's two points. Number one, was he going to get picked up? Maybe not. But also, he he debuted last year. <laughs> yep. And I just wonder, like, you know, like, you know, like, I don't get paid to do this. Like, how much does that person get paid to write that article on Zero Tackle? I, don't, I hope it's nothing. Although, I mean, if they are getting paid to, to write that, then they're doing something better than us, that's for sure. Well, that's true. Yeah, I get paid in applause and love and messages at 10.30 at night on Friday going, oh, man, your team sucks this week. <laughs> Not like, oh, sorry, your team's going so bad. Just your team is going bad. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nah. It's, yeah. If you if you feel the need to tag me and tell me that my player is doing shit that week, just know that I already know. <laughs> and because, uh, uh, like, you know, but I know this might come as a surprise to the listeners, but a lot of my life revolves around fantasy football, and <laughs> I am aware of how my team's doing. I'm aware of how your team's doing more than you are, probably. And I don't need you to tag me and tell me that Brandon Smith got 19 or James Harris got 16 because I know. Trust, trust me, I'm I'm aware. <laughs> so you just know, just know that I went to bed angry and early on Friday night as a result of that, and I, and I don't need you to tell me about it. The New South Wales fans were very happy, though. They were very oh, happy they to were. see they you were, fail. They were up and about the New South Wales fans when you got your Daniel Saifidi, Tyson Frizzell bench. Oh man, oh so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't know how to unpack this. I, I'm looking forward to seeing the teams come out tomorrow, uh, and then you know the Tuesday pod's going to be really interesting because obviously we've got a short week with less things. We've got lots to talk about on Tuesday, I think. So, mate, I might uh, love you and leave you and go and eat my pie, and we'll talk again on Tuesday. What do you think? Yeah, no, that sounds good. Uh, good chatting. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Hope you're enjoying me wallowing in my misery of coming in the 60,000 fish for the round 12 scoring. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see you on Tuesday for hopefully a more optimistic version of Mark. <laughs> Love you guys.